Welcome to Les Be Gay. Where I'm the Les. And I'm the gay. And today we're talking about tropes. <laughs> em and I are recording remotely this episode. Yep. We are both back home in our tiny, tiny towns, which I think is fitting for this podcast. Yeah. And also very difficult. <laughs> Sable, yeah, you couldn't hear me just then. Yeah, but we're doing our best. It's fine. We're going to speak it working into existence. Yes. Um, yes. I am you know, really excited. I live my life. Right. I am excited today to talk about tropes, and we mean tropes in film and movies and stories and yeah. the way gay people are normally portrayed. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I guess the best way to hop into it is M. What is a lesbian trope that you see all the time? <laughs> Where do You're I like- start? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to point out, because this is one that, I mean, obviously there's like the big tropes that everybody talks about and the like barrier gaze and like all of that. But something that I feel like people don't talk about that often that's in everything is this like idea that in every lesbian couple, there is like a very shy, newly discovering her sexuality (laughs) lesbian. And then this like really like, edgy mysterious confident lesbian who's there to like show her the ropes you know (laughs) that's like everything like one person out of the closet one person teaching them how to be out of the closet yeah essentially or that it's always you know like a woman who's shy (laughs) discovering her sexuality and then like an out lesbian who is not you know and i mean that's like blue is the warmest color carol i know you lesbians you lesbians love carol (laughs) I, you know, I was a little frustrated in the, that sense that, it, <laughs> you know, it feels like the same thing. However, then with Carol, everybody was excited because they end up together in the end. But then I didn't even want them to end up together in the end. <laughs> you know, which is a controversial opinion. But I just thought that they were at very different places in their lives, you know? But even like Happiest Season that just came out, no spoilers or anything, but that's also similar where, you know, Kristen Stewart is like a lesbian living her best life. And a then, very obvious lesbian, yeah. Right, and then Visibly Harper queer. is still in the closet. You know, like yeah. it's, there's, that's in so many things. And I do find you, it very frustrating. Do you think it's like heteronormative? Let me explain. Because I'm thinking about how there's usually like, this is like just how relationships sub, work. Right. It's like a dominant person, a s- more submissive person. Mm-hmm. But I think about it in terms of a lot of gay tropes I see where it's like there's a masculine man and then a feminine man. And they're like a couple. And it's, mm-hmm. and like they play the roles of a man and a woman. Right, well, and I was going to say, it does, it's similar to a lot of, like, straight uh, rom-coms or romantic movies, too, Uh, in the sense where it's, like, this man who is then helping this woman to love herself or, like, be her full self or whatever. Like, that's also a thing in, like, straight movies. So, in a way, it is following, like, a heterosexual mold, you know? Because, and I mean, for some people, that is, like, a very legit experience that people have. My frustration is that it's, like, in everything. (laughs) Well, right. And we talked about that in our representation episode, how it's... Right. Like, we don't have enough representation to make all these specific stories. We Mm -hmm. have to make sure that... um, um, everything is told otherwise we're pinpointed as like one specific thing yeah well um, and then I I get frustrated well, too because it I feel like I don't have the representation of what a just like healthy 
lesbian relationship is not that those relationships are unhealthy though either but like just like an average like just two <laughs> lesbians who are just like confident in their identities who are in a right. relationship together when and I think about like I don't yeah. see that and so I don't feel like I have any representation or visuals of like what a lesbian relationship looks like if right a person is not like one of them is not like just out of the closet you well know? right and I was th even thinking about like oh gosh because the one that came to mind was never have I ever how spoiler alert how Fabiola is the one that's in the closet and, and mm -hmm. then that one girl who's like I, th I thought of like it because she she looks just like you. Yeah. She's like, and she's like, is really cool and edgy, but she's like, when she, she talks, she's like a soft person. She's not like a dominant person, but she's mm -hmm. like this out lesbian woman who like is just flirting. And then Fabiola's like, sense. what? I'm yeah. not, but maybe. Uh. Well, and, and it makes sense because if you want to tell a story about somebody coming to terms with their sexuality or somebody coming out, Mm -hmm. then it makes sense why you would create a character who is like this confident lesbian that they can then like see themselves in. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, so it totally makes sense. But that's interesting that you point that out because that was another thing I was thinking about. Like another trope is that in a lot of TV shows, there will be a gay character who's like a main character and then they'll give them a love interest. But the love interest is always super two-dimensional because they're just I a was gonna person. Say, their, their sole purpose is to be a love interest and they have nothing else to do for them. I was going to say, you can almost kind of tell when it was like poorly written or written by a straight person or just if it's like <laughs> thrown out there. I was thinking even just like, yeah, with the nature of things, it's nat like it's natural for a gay narrative for a part of it to be like coming out. But especially for news stories that are coming out where queer people are out, I mean it doesn't need to be one person figuring out their sexuality and coming out of the closet. This mm -hmm. is my thing with the coming of age stories because it makes sense because we're coming of age, right? And right. this is like, it makes sense why a lot of characters are discovering their sexuality. But then with the romance and that narrative, it makes it sound that people are like discovering their sexuality because of this other person. Right, or that's that they make, need another person. But maybe I'm gay because this one person is like triggering this response. Mm -hmm. And like, I've, I've talked on here before that like, I wasn't 100% sure I was gay until I had like romantic feelings for a boy. Yeah, I right? just I just watched Shakira music videos and was like, ah, oh, let's Well, right. <laughs> so like, obviously <laughs> both are true. But for even my experience, it wasn't like I was straight and then I saw a boy, this one specific boy and went, oh, and then all of a sudden I was interested in men. Like right. I was sexually into men always. And it was just the fact that I just happened to get connected with this guy and then eventually develop romantic feelings. Well, he just so happened to be the first. Yeah. But, and I feel like I see that a lot more in lesbian representation too and I think it's because women are thought of as being more emotional and so then it's yeah. like a, oh I'm developing these emotional feelings for a woman oh and that now I want to have sex with her what you know, like you know that what? seems to be the thing right and you know what I see in like um gay male stories that's kind of similar I'm this happens in real life I've heard this happening with many other gay people in the community but instead of it being like romancy and stuff it's more so they are sleeping with this guy like a gay man is sleeping with another student who identifies as straight and is really internally homophobic and right. then he pulls him out of the closet that way or sort of like mm -hmm. you know he's like I'm not I'm not gay 
we just fuck around sometimes <laughs> like whatever right, right yeah and then like the struggle is that this gay main character that everyone's rooting for is like in love with this emotionally unavailable man yes. and if you watched ha the happiest season and you're a fan of this podcast you have the same opinion as we do <laughs> <laughs> and you know that that's not a healthy setup and so right no and that's so true because i can think of like multiple examples of that you know? i was thinking of like ian and mickey <laughs> yes <or laughs> just because i love like that plot line karofsky that's his name right in glee you know, close enough. I think that's right. <laughs> Is that, oh <laughs> but, my gosh, if that's no, wrong, but that's exactly it. But that's in exactly Glee, it. and yeah, um, in Degrassi, you know, because I love Degrassi and what have watched all of the gay plot lines of all of Degrassi. Um, mm -hmm. But that th that was a plot line at one point too, where he was like right. captain of the football team and he was in the closet. But then like his boyfriend, who you know they were secretly dating, he was much right. more. It's also interesting talking about like these relationships in these coming about or <laughs> coming about coming, coming about just, just came about my sexuality i just came about it i was walking down the street one day <laughs> tripped on a rock looked at the ground and oh there it was <laughs> homosexuality right before my eyes but it's interesting that in a lot of coming of age stories that there's the main character who is queer and then like the other person who's the romantic interest mm -hmm. and it kind of tells the narrative that there needs to be another person in order for you to understand your sexuality. Right. And then or almost make that yeah. that's not a journey that you can go on on your own, which I think for a lot of us being gay in high school, especially if you're from a small town, <laughs> that is the experience. Yeah. Well, and especially where there I mean, aren't because there aren't options for other people to date. But then in all of these TV shows and these movies, it's always like, oh, and then there was just conveniently another lesbian. And they just conveniently happen to like be, to be soulmates. Compatible, right? right? Which is like, not true. No. You have like a story where there's like a gay, an out gay person, and then another out gay person, and then they just like aren't compatible. And well, like, and that's how like, sucks. well, and that's how that's like sex education life. was. That's how like sex education was because there was a really bitchy popular gay. He was like, why don't you, you're both gay? And he was like, no. But then they both ended up with like gay soulmates in that show i know well and also again unhealthy though because then eric it was eric and adam right isn't that that anyway, sounds right it was his bully yeah which is again which, which is again the whole closet case homophobia closet case yeah thing. well i will say eric's the the like more healthy relationship i didn't like that character because he seemed because he so, was like... two-dimensional because yes he needed a love interest and they didn't give him depth this is what I'm here's saying. the deal it's well, I think it makes sense. <laughs> I think it it makes sense that all of these are coming of age stories because like yes. with with the fact that your sexuality comes about with like puberty and going through adolescence, like that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that all the examples I was thinking of were like high school stories or maybe like mm -hmm. fresh college stories or something. Yeah. But I, but yeah, there's always like a gay lover. Mm -hmm. that's perfect for them and then they mm -hmm. work it out and if it wasn't unhealthy like if it was a perfectly healthy relationship it wouldn't be interesting I even think mm -hmm. about on I mean on Shameless there was always rocks and like Ian and Mickey's relationship but I think about the plot line I don't remember what season it was in like six or seven where Kevin V which is like a straight couple so I'm digressing a bit but they were like this perfect healthy couple the whole time and when Shameless kept going through the route of like Fiona getting her life together and then fucking it up and then getting it together and mm -hmm. fucking it up they decided that Kevin V were gonna have issues <laughs> right right which is like valid relationships have issues but they like 
no, but drove that home. Yes, because that's the issue. And that's my issue with pretty much every rom-com is that they have these unhealthy relationships because they need to create conflict because conflict yeah. is interesting and that's yeah. what people want to see. But then when the conflict is in the relationship, a lot of the times they end up being really unhealthy relationships. And then these shows and these movies normalize these unhealthy relationships because that's what you see then you yeah know? and then and then so many people are okay with having Again, happiest season fuck happiest season i didn't like that oh, movie anyway i'm i'm upset because it i wanted uh, to like it because i love everyone in it right no and then i <laughs> the relationship was just unhealthy and i anyway i think everybody has the same opinion about that movie i but, think everybody's um, like team aubrey plaza right but you're right how that directly <laughs> relates what is what that's a john green quote right we accept the love we think we deserve or we believe we deserve or something i could well, i could that's be wrong in, that is in perks of being a wallflower we accept the love we I, think we deserve. you know that's a thing that a lot of people say i don't think we can claim it to one specific and i don't think you should trust us even if we said anything <laughs> um, somebody's gonna be was, listening you know to what? us and be like it's from this you dumbass anyway but just i mean you since we brought up perks of being a wallflower I like oh, even the RuPaul gay character says in that, that movie. Anyway, sorry. I'm just now thinking about that. Was that. Another, that was another situation, Perks of Being a Wallflower, where the gay student was sleeping with the jock. Yes! You know, in secret. And then he gets beat up, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, oh my God, it's, it's yeah, really and everywhere. It's, and I no, think- No, and it's frustrating because again, like these are all situations that happen and are valid. But then when it becomes the dominant narrative- like, I just want to see, right. I want to see a little variety. And part of me, this is so funny. Part of me is like straight, like straight people don't go through those problems. Like you don't see that in a straight narrative because that's not the story. And maybe gay relationships should go through the problems that straight relationships go through. And then I laughed because straight people don't have problems. Because ah! <laughs> um, I was. <laughs> well, it's just like relationship problems versus, which is actually a good point though, because then it's just like, normal relationship problems versus the problem is being gay because i think that's what it is a lot of the time that the yeah. that these gay characters or these gay couples are facing is just being gay like well, it's about having to be in the closet it's about hating yourself because you're gay right and then it's what so like gay is the conflict which again Obviously, internalized homophobia is real and we do have to come out. I would like to see more stories where that doesn't have to be the main focus, especially now, you know? Yeah. And, and I I'm think we're getting there. I think there's constantly more and more stuff. I mean, Dating Amber, so good. Oh, if God. you haven't watched Dating Amber yet, please do. Literally, the, such a good movie. I was telling my mom we should watch it and I was explaining to her what it was about and she was like, okay. But... <laughs> Oh, my... because it's about these gay friends in high school you know and yeah and they figure out their sexualities together and mm -hmm. and oh and because it literally sets up so many typical gay tropes and like breaks them down and it's like mm -hmm. psych you thought that was gonna happen again but right. it's not it's so good like, yeah. oh, I don't even want to spoil it all. But if you watch no. it, you'll understand what I mean. Even um, GBF. We should talk about GBF. Oh, my God. I love GBF. Yeah, I love GBF. It, that's one of those trashy gay movies that I it's so good. am just it's in love with. It's a guilty pleasure. 
Yeah, and it's and it's like it's not like it's the most amazing script or the best acting I've seen in the world, but for the sake of what the story is, I loved it. I mean, it's literally the writing about... is terrible. No, it's terrible. High it's schoolers so... don't talk like that. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good, right? Yeah, it's literally about these three different these three popular girls all fighting over the one out gay kid on like who gets a gay best friend and and it's interesting because he's like I'm also a human being and I think that's what it's trying to break down yeah which I think it does because then there's also like there's another gay person there's like a closeted gay person there's like yeah well and also the fact that the main character and his best friend they're both gay yeah and they're not like romance interests Mm -hmm. and like they aren't yeah and then it like where it sets it up where you think that that could happen and then they don't end up together and I love that well yeah and honestly like no we're just friends and I'm like yay (laughs) (laughs) just friends with other gay people (laughs) you don't have to assume every gay person is a sexual partner that's literally such a narrative like I Mm -hmm. saw I saw this TikTok, which was so valid, but also so annoying that it was valid, where it was like, gay culture is being offended when someone says they have a gay friend you should talk to just because they're gay and you get all offended, but you still want to see a picture. But then you still want to, yeah. (laughs) Well, because like, uh, I guess it's, I'm wondering where like the line is. Because like, again, these things happen and they're like genuine stories. I almost wish that everything was set up like Dating Amber or like GBF, where it set them up and was like, or you could just be fucking above that. Right. And you don't have to give into the stupid social pressure. And then yeah, it almost right. feels like these gay problems are being glorified. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about straight yes. couple movies is that it glorifies, glorifies. problems that could be af- avoided. Mm-hmm. That's why I joke about straight people not having problems because like right. every time I watch a Hallmark movie, I'm like, that could have been avoided if you just got your own head out of your ass, you know? Right. <laughs> And it's, just, <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. Well, and that's how, yeah. And that's kind of how I, God damn it. I spilled my drink like three times. I'm sitting on the floor in, in my dad's apartment. <laughs> and I just keep spilling my non-disclosed energy drink brand. You know what I love? Hmm. I love the reboot of the L word. Oh, talk about that. I think it is fantastic because it's this like group of queer people who are friends or who work together which that's another thing I was going to bring up I think that that's also realistic because there's in a lot of things uh like the token gay friend as if like this person would not want to rather hang out with other gay people you know (laughs) like no I'm just gonna hang out with this group of straight people instead which at the same time I think you know in high school if you're the only out gay person at your school that makes sense but also like Gay people tend to be friends with each other. Well, and I even think about throw that out. Yeah, I even think about in high when I was in high school, there was like two or three other gay people, and we didn't really want to hang out with each other. (laughs) Like, and I think it's because I tried being with all of them because it was the Mm. assumption of like we should try this since we're both gay, and then when it didn't work out, we didn't want to be around each other. Yeah, and again, I wasn't compatible with them anyway so like one of them I still like talk to and we tweet jokes at each other but like the other two oh I didn't finish what I was gonna say about the L word I know that's what I'm okay keep keep talking about the L word but I love the L word because it's like this group of queer people but queerness is normalized you know it's where like the queerness is a given and so then Mm. the issues that they face 
aren't about being gay because they're all gay and they're all right. out and confident and living their lives. But then it is, it's the struggle with relationship or it's, you know, like things like that. Also, yeah. the reboot of the L word is, has much better representation and has yeah. trans characters and a lot more racial diversity than the original series. I was about to say, wasn't the original a little like dicey? kind of sucks it's not good i only watched the first three episodes and was like i can't but the reboot is so good it's almost at the point where like these tropes that we see are like we said are those valid things i think it's like how i feel about watching straight rom-coms or whatever i've seen so much of it that i'm just like Oh, interested in something out. else because because yeah. again dating amber like when we saw the trailer for i'm like oh it looks so good it's a it's a gay boy and a lesbian girl dating each other um to be each other's beards in high school and we we're like oh great which I'm- even that story you don't see no and i thought that was like really clever and that's why i kind yeah. of was interested in it but i even think about i mean the new season of will and grace which i didn't watch very much of but I remember mm. laughing along and having a good time and then like they would bring in like the little like the little tropes that like straight people needed to see that um, yeah where it was that like weren't necessarily in the old series like we know that straight people watch our show here's <laughs> for you right and they're like the they're just like talking having a good time and then all of a sudden grace's dad doesn't want to take will's blood because like aids or something <laughs> like and i was like oh, okay now well, we're gonna yeah. talk about how straight yeah. people should not be mean to gay people well and also that episode was really good because gay men still can't donate blood and it's a big problem no i know i was just watching shit about that today i was like mm-hmm. we're literally still in a pandemic and they're like no gay people yeah. still shouldn't do- like literally why yeah anyway. yeah anyway yeah. tangent um oh i was gonna say that kind of going back i get frustrated with a lot of these tropes too because I don't see myself represented in a lot of these tropes. Sure. Because I am not like the shy femme girl who is just coming to terms with her sexuality, (laughs) but I'm also not the like super edgy, mysterious girl who is super confident in her sexuality. I'm just like the like little silly awkward confident <laughs> lesbian well and maybe that's like soft ma- butch like well, you know that's like what you I mean with these tropes that. like glorifying romance i think it made me more yeah. of a sad gay yes i'm thinking about like did i relate to it or did i see it and then convince myself it was also happening to me right mm-hmm. like did i watch this like these gay people fawn over straight men and then secretly find a closeted relationship right like you want that then because it's what you see yeah and then I was like did that happen first and then I just started mourning like these straight men and I just it's so hard that they don't like me back fucking Mm -hmm. obviously he's a straight man (laughs) like right right and also why would you want to date a straight man (laughs) yeah why would you want to do that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, because and then it's like I mean it glorifies romance which i already have problems with in a general sense right how like people all over the country so badly want to be in a relationship and they long to be in a relationship because like yeah the perks of like having someone else there is great but if you aren't even like a full person yet and then you start like Mm -hmm. romanticizing romance and then you get into unhealthy relationships because your brain just wants the idea of a relationship and then 
That's how toxic yeah. pairings happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now yeah, it's- And then when it shows that in a way, because that also like definitely happens, but then when they show it in a way that's like, oh, and then they end up being perfect for each other and it's this beautiful yeah. romance. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say with like, with like they go through these crazy hardships and they date in the closet and the gay kid gets beat up and then people just convince themselves that it's eventually gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. that's not the case I mean I for so long was just like longing for these men that were straight and obviously didn't want me back because in my mind I was like well maybe one day if I really believe they'll just like realize that they like me or like whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and the same with like not understanding that I am a full human being who can own my own power and there's things that I want and need in a relationship mm-hmm. you know and that that's what makes me compatible or not compatible with other people. Yeah. And I didn't know that well, at the time. And then it's hard too, because then forcing this idea of romance, it also like forces the idea that you need another person to be whole. Yeah. And you then know? no one knows how to be like their own person or a whole human yeah. being. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, you need to figure that out on your own and then you can be with another person. Like they're not going to fix you. Right. I see a lot of gays that are like, I'm tired of all these tops that are emotionally unavailable or whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, but I'd like to argue that you, (laughs) you're not doing too hot either because you keep going for tops that are emotionally unavailable. Right. (laughs) Like we all need to do a check. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so true. Um, Yeah. Let's branch, let's branch into maybe some gay adults. I mean, you brought up the L word. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because these are all, all the tropes we've talked about so far are very much so um, like coming of age stories, which again, makes sense with the conflict that happens Mm -hmm. in puberty and adolescence. Mm -hmm. But then what about gays that are adults, full humans? Yeah, well, and it's interesting because just like flat out, you don't even see that as much in the media. Where yeah, because most it's gay not stories as... are coming of age or it's the spicy lesbian romance, you know, but then usually it's still in some way is like she's coming out later in life. Or oh, like, like she's discovering and... she her sexuality later because right. Or there was that movie Disobedience, whereas a um the one woman <laughs> I know you don't know, but she was <laughs> an Orthodox Jewish woman. And so then like they had this secret relationship, but then it was forbidden because of her religion. You know, like it's just like the forbidden or period dramas, lesbian period dramas. (laughs) I'm so mad. Um, But again, it's like then they'll have these older relationships, but then they still try to find some way to make it like taboo or forbidden. Yeah, and right? I, to think that maybe gay people can have other struggles, right? And you're right yes. that there's that it's that not there's... like being gay doesn't always have to be the struggle. Yeah, and that there's like less gay representation as adults because the the conflicts that most TV or film gays go through is in high school. Right, it's the <laughs> or at least the out. tropes, right? And so like the, when right. they're adults, they're like, well what's the point in making them gay when that's not going to quote unquote add to their character, Mm -hmm. which really means there's not going to be any awarded conflict through that. Yeah. You know what movie I hated? Which one? The kids are all right because it's about this lesbian couple and they're older and they have two kids who are now teenagers. I'm like, yes, great. Let's see, you know, some like representation of gay parents. Cause again, you don't see that a lot either. Mm -hmm. Um, and the kids, because they're the one is now 18, she's able to 
find out who their dad is and who the sperm donor was. And then the one mom ends up having an affair with the sperm donor. What? <laughs> I was what? so mad. <laughs> uh, I was talking to somebody who has two moms and they were like, I hate that movie. <laughs> I was like, I, oh my God, I was so, right. but, and I also you just, know, again, you need conflict, but that was frustrating. <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't even know how to formulate my words with that. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I, I think my brain is instantly trying to think of some way to condemn the fact that it just put up this narrative of that the woman is secretly still like into men or like right. drops well, lesbianism like, for a man because like no, her lesbian well, lover couldn't give her sense. everything that she right. needed well then it would make sense if she was bisexual but then she wasn't oh like, she was well obviously not but she was like full-on like she identified as a lesbian yeah she identified as a lesbian and then they i remember there was one scene where like they had sex and then he said was saying something about like but i want to be with you and she was like but i'm gay and i'm like well you just had sex with him so like are you sure <laughs> sure I- no, like, like it was just a lot was happening. <laughs> but actually, now that we're talking about that, though, bisexual representation sucks. Oh, and how there isn't any. Yes. Yeah, because I think about that with those closeted jocks, mm-hmm. how a lot of the time they are sleeping with women or like have. And then yeah. when they're like, they start sleeping with this man or whatever, they have to come out as gay or whatever. And then I think I'm like, how did I mean, you slept with women before. Maybe right. open the idea, like open the thought that you can be into men and women, yeah. which is why I love which, Big Mouth when- Yeah, Big Mouth, they, yes. Or even um, Sex Education did that it? too. Sex Education. Yes. Because Adam is bisexual. Yeah. Which I was but, like, yes, but no, then that's so true. And then also the fact that there'll be these TV shows where there's a woman who has been dating men and then- all of a sudden like is dating a woman and then they're just like and now she's a lesbian you know like in Riverdale or in Buffy <sighs> or well, you know, like, well right and it's and so then it's like perhaps perhaps hear me out <laughs> she could be bisexual right that's also a narrative with a lot of lesbian people I know this is that thing where like yeah it does happen where like yes they might sleep with men and then they realize that they're actually not into men and they were only right. sleeping and the with them. Compulsive they... heterosexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I still, but I think I'm less convinced with men just for the concept of how men have sex and how their genitals work. That's not to say that if you've gotten it up for one sex or gender that labels you or pinpoints you as whatever, mm-hmm. but with these men are having consistent sex with women. And then when they're suddenly having closeted sex, that's like, like even Ian and Mickey, like going back to Shameless, like Mickey literally sleeps with plenty of women and sleeps with a woman, spoiler alert, sleeps with a woman in front of Ian during this one scene. And he gets her pregnant. And he gets her pregnant. It's dramatic. You got to watch it. I love (laughs) You can just look up the gay plot line. I love like I did. that show. Yeah. Um, anyway, but then like he comes out and he's gay. And it's like, if he's happy. He's with also that one... a bottom though. Well, <laughs> so maybe, maybe uh, that's just his preference. Well, well, when he went to prison, he said that he had to top because like dominance things or whatever. He's that's like, you can't, you can't bottom in prison. I know. That's so problematic. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Um, but anyway, I we we digress. The point being is that it's so cut paste one or the other and it adds yes. so much more drama to the coming out narrative. Yeah. You know? 
and um it's like you have to choose like you have to <laughs> what's it gonna yeah, be you know yeah and they're like i'm not i'm not gay i but i i like girls and then later they're like you know what no i am gay i'm like or you can like girls and boys <laughs> right like bisexual people exist and like it's also everyone. frustrating because like you said with the you know compulsive heterosexuality because that is also yeah. so true i feel like a lot of the times they don't address that though where like they start dating a woman and then they never uh, like talk about the fact that they used to date men at all. Oh yeah. And then it's all of a sudden like, oh yeah, lesbian now. Um, But also like, I think it's so important to have characters who do identify as bisexual and use that word, you know? Oh yeah, specifically the labels too. Cause it's like- Yeah, because then people are able to identify with those characters or see themselves in those characters versus this like half-assed sort of, or even the show Faking It, which got canceled after like three seasons and it was really bad, but of course (laughs) I watched all of it. Um, (laughs) But it was about this, these two friends and these they're both girls and they pretend to be in a relationship so they can become like homecoming queens so they pretend to be lesbians for like Uh. popularity reasons but then oh right which like doesn't make sense (laughs) i know but the 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 concept was that the uh school was super liberal and progressive and so then people wanted to vote for lesbians but okay (laughs) then the one girl does end up falling in love with the other friend oh like actually does yes and so then the the one friend is straight but then the other is not and so then it's like oh she's a lesbian but then she's still attracted to men but then she's like but i just don't label myself and i'm like but what if you did (laughs) right well and i'm like that and i feel conflicted about it because i'm like that's also super valid and then like telling people like you don't need to label yourself you can just be whatever and right which like you don't but then that's great but then i'm also like this could have been a really great opportunity to have good bisexual representation well well there's not enough stories out there you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I just don't like labels because that's valid because sexuality is so fluid. But right. then for the people that wholeheartedly identify as bisexual, there's not a lot of stuff out there for them. Right. And for that to be such a clear identity and for that to be seen by so many people, it would probably help them further understand their own sexuality as yeah. well. Because some people, even people I've talked to, I mean, obviously, Em and I, neither of us are bisexual. But the bisexual friends that I have, like, didn't even consider it an option. Right. Um, because, because why would you if you never see it anywhere? And people, like, cut paste people as one or the other all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I still hear about, um, hear straight people talking about how to not be gay or, like, you have to say no homo or something. And, like, right. Because men fact can't that... explore their sexualities. Right. And then else... if they do. And if a man is bisexual, people are like, well, he's just going to come out as gay. Yeah, and I hear that from, like, older gay men, too, you know? Yeah. It's just like, oh, he's not straight. Like, I sucked his dick or whatever. I'm like, okay, but, you know, a girl sucked his dick, too. (laughs) Like, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I feel like this lack of representation in the media is just perpetuating these stereotypes in life. That there's one or the other, yeah. Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's good bisexual representation. She is really great. And she dated Cameron Esposito. What? She dated Cameron Esposito for a little bit in the in the, in the show? show. Yeah, Cameron Esposito <laughs> was on the show. I literally, I love that you know 
the like gay characters in these shows but i'm like you don't watch brooklyn 99 do you i have watched some of it i haven't the gay parts no i i started from the beginning this time (laughs) okay um it also feels like moving on to another point it feels like every every show needs like a gay subplot now yes which also i'm okay with like yeah, and this is less that, a problem, just something I want to talk about. <laughs> no, 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 because I do think that when the gay character is the side character, that's not the same representation. It's not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. Being the main character. However, I'll take what I can get. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I love some of these gay subplots. And um, Well, when it's the only thing, I mean, it's, it's so nice to watch and see because I relate mm-hmm. to it more, even if it's, yeah. like I said well, earlier. Well, I think about how many shows there are that if they didn't have those gay subplots, I wouldn't have watched them. Literally. <laughs> never have I ever. I would have never watched that show. <laughs> but there were lesbians. So did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I agree with you with that. I'd rather see it in a main story. I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those things where it's helpful if it's like a straight story that there's like a gay person in because then straight people are more likely to watch it. And mm-hmm. as opposed to a story, like I said, how my mom was, I told her about this gay movie and she was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's a straight plot and that's, and like the main story is something totally different and then there's a gay character, then they say they see gay people more often. But I do think that having that gay subplot reinforces the gay best friend mm-hmm. thing. I wish there was a way to tell these stories because they're valid and they happen, but in a way that doesn't romanticize it and i think it's how it ends i think it's yeah how like oh well that's interesting though too because i was gonna bring up like the whole tragic ending of a lot of these gay stories but then also a lot of the times you know like a character you know bury your gaze obviously it's through death right like that somebody will die or even when they do break up because in blue is the warmest color they break up in the end (laughs) spoiler spoiler alert but then even when there is the tragic ending sometimes it just like even romanticizes it more because it's like then a tragic love story right oh well i guess i think i'm talking about how like maybe not with like barrier gays because like killing off the gay people it's it's doesn't feel like a breakup you know, it feels yeah. more like an unfortunate set of circumstances. I'm talking about when, like, these gay characters get into these toxic relationships and the solution usually is that they work it out and then they're all good. A ending that I would prefer is if these toxic things happened and then they learn to love themselves and to not be with those right. toxic people. No, and that's totally, that's the difference because in Blue is the Warmest Color, like, they break up, but then it's, like, this tragic loss of this relationship. It's not, like the opportunity for her to then grow yeah it's not like a good thing that would you know up. where they could have done that happiest season oh i know it was so close season it was so close guys Dan, you... had such a good model oh god <laughs> i would so sorry pissed. if you guys if you haven't seen happiest season sorry if you're listening to this episode you if you're listening to this episode you've probably seen happiest season by now but um yeah but <laughs> i really thought that it was gonna end that way where they were like oh we're just in different places in our lives and that's okay but we just can't be together right now and then i wanted to see them both like go off and grow and like find happiness on their own and find different relationships that were, were more fulfilling yeah and then i didn't well that's <laughs> it didn't happen. 
Well, and that's kind of why I, again, love dating Amber. Because dating Amber is so good. Because it literally, oh. Lola Pettigrew's character, um, the lesbian character, kind of has more of like a romantic sort of trope that she goes through. Yeah, it's not like a heavy- Yeah, she does meet someone. She does meet someone. But I'm thinking about like specifically, uh, I can't even think of the actual character's name, but he's playing by- uh, oh god, I'm gonna mispronounce Theon O'Shea. <laughs> the, but the gay character literally has like the moment where he finds another gay kid at his school, and then he finds another moment where he goes to a club and finds someone there, or like he, the like whole teacher trope, where, like mm-hmm. there's like, well, an adult that like is all romanticized. Anyway, but it just all of these things they don't work out and they like set them up and then it still didn't work. I was like holding my breath the whole movie because I just wanted something to work out for him. Mm-hmm. And then like, this is a spoiler alert for that movie, but he finds this sort of ease through himself and just finding a new place for mm-hmm. him. And it's not about some toxic thing that normal yeah. movies romanticize, you know? Yeah, I and mean, he didn't need to do it through a relationship. But I was gonna say, even with Amber, the lesbian character, and she does end up finding sort of a relationship. I feel like that relationship is less about like, oh, you need to find a relationship to be happy, but it's her learning to like accept and love this place that she's in. Yeah. You know, because before she's like, I hate this town. I'll never be happy here. I have to get out. And then it's kind of like, oh no, I can I can be happy here and I can have a life here. And maybe that's not the issue, right? Right. And I was... <laughs> I was... So even that, I, I, you know, it didn't feel the same as a lot of other coming of age lesbian couples. <laughs> watch Dating Amber. <laughs> watch it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. We obviously love it and can't promote it enough because it's so good. I know. I'm just going to like read the script to you at one point. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Can, you, can we talk about burying the gays? Because we touched yes. on it and I want to talk about it more. Yeah, because that feels like an that like one of the first gay tropes. Because it was definitely no. Like... Well, actually, you know why that is. The barrier gays trope comes because there was a period of time where gay people could not be represented in the media unless they were killed off in the end or were bad people, and so then it was therefore condemning homosexuality. So that's why you see a lot of gay characters who are also villains, right? Because they were like, well, we can't. Like, we'll show gay people, but we can't show them being happy (laughs) or having happy lives because then we're, like, showing approval for homosexuality, and that is wrong. So that's where it comes from. And it's just kind of stuck and still here. (laughs) And um, which I do think, though, I'm seeing it less and less. And I think that... I'm because like, it blew up so much, I think a lot of people are like, don't kill the gay characters. <laughs> when I am thinking about that, I can't think of a, anything off the top of my head. And this is me being someone who's only watched things that are very recent. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of one off the top of my head where they killed the gay person. So from a modern standpoint, I think it is decreasing. Yes. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I would say, that... well, because it was in the 100 where oh. the, the lesbian character was killed off and then everybody like was so pissed and it like <laughs> blew up because that was the same with Buffy, right? Oh, right. 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 
but of course I know. Right. Uh, Orange is the New Black killed off the best character. I didn't watch Orange is the New Black either, though, but I do have a crush on Samira Wiley. So. I just thought Her everyone in that show is a lesbian. So I, I know, thought, which like, honestly, when... you know, it's kind of funny. I remember watching it and that kind of took me out of it where I was like, this doesn't seem realistic. <laughs> that's so many people. Were There's too many women. lesbians. Well, that's... Isn't that <sighs> funny? Because it's different than like the L word where it's like, oh yeah, obviously, because it's this group of friends, obviously they're all lesbians. But, but it's in like, prison. Right, it's like this prison and then they just all happen to be lesbians. <laughs> okay, what am I trying to say? Actually, now that I bring that up, I do want to mention the lack of butch representation too in the media oh. because I also get very frustrated with that because it's a lot of like really, really, really femme girls dating right. each other. Um, I think about, you know, Glee. Riverdale <laughs> lots of right uh any lesbian period drama you know obviously they're always femme oh I guess except for Gentleman Jack anyway I don't know what that is I know you don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because then a lot of the times when there is a butch woman being represented she's like in prison <laughs> oh right <laughs> the masculine yeah. women yeah so like I think about like butch characters I can think of like a lot of them are in Orange is the New Black or they're like police officers like there's not a lot of just like butch women existing in life yeah that's true they're like they're like a specific breed and then they're never like principal characters yeah yeah yeah. and I think that that's a huge problem because butch women exist Right. I was trying to think Gender about that. Gender non-conforming with... people exist. And Let's so... see them, please. I wrote a whole paper about this for my women's studies class. Oh, but but I think it's because the media is pandering to the male gaze, like the straight male gaze. Yeah. And so when there's a gay male couple, it doesn't matter if they're like two femme guys or if they're mask or if one's femme and one's mask. Like it doesn't matter because the straight men watching it or making it aren't attracted to them no matter what so it doesn't matter but then when there's lesbian couples they're like well we still need to make sure that they're attractive to straight men because otherwise why would anybody watch this right so they need to pander to the male gaze still and that's why so many lesbian characters in tv shows are super feminine and conventional and you know attractive to straight men yeah, and I just get upset too about conventionally attractive people, which like first You mean off, like the idea of it? Yeah, yeah, not if <laughs> <laughs> you're just like not I just, hate conventionally attractive people. No, like when I'm when I like like again, I mean Teen Wolf was like the obvious thing where it's like mm-hmm. boys don't look like that. This just goes and this is like bleeding into a whole conversation about like body type and like right um, or body image and that sort of stuff. But like the fact that like there's a conventionally attractive idea of both masculine bodies and feminine bodies mm-hmm. and that it's so like polarized binary one specific thing yes and the gays that i see are usually that mm-hmm. that's i know and that's going into a totally different conversation but just in talking about tropes it's usually like if yeah. the man is feminine he's a really fit sleek feminine man who's like <laughs> the perfect bottom and then the man is like <laughs> yeah. ripped and cut just so attractive like and it's interesting because then it's like these queer stories are still trying to pander to these heteronormative binary ideas and it's almost like queerness in its nature is so 
fluid and rule breaking and doesn't yeah. abide to that stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of circling back with the dissonance that I have with people doing these tropes all the time is that it feels like it's glorifying trauma and romance in mm-hmm. the way that straight people do with with their heterosexual trauma bad romance, and romance movies bad romance yes yeah like <sighs> in how the notebook ryan gosling uh <laughs> manipulates her into going on a date with him by threatening to kill himself in front of her yeah that that's great i, I love straight people they're the best. <laughs> um emily we're approaching time Yes. What is your gay recommendation for this week? My recommendation is The Celluloid Closet, Mm -hmm. which is a documentary from 1995. And it talks about the history of gay representation in cinema from the dawn of cinema until 1995. Um, But it's so interesting because it talks about all of these tropes that have been present throughout the history of cinema and why they're there and where they have come from, because I don't think we always think about that. And seeing societally like where we were at and then how gay people had to be represented. And they talk a lot about like subtext and, you know, all of that good stuff. And it's very, very good. I highly recommend. I've watched it twice. The Celluloid Closet. Check it out. Nate, what is your recommendation? My recommendation, also because I can't recommend dating Amber again. Yes! Uh, My recommendation is GBF! Woo! (laughs) We talked about it earlier in the show. It's this campy, trashy gay movie from 2013 um, starring Michael J. Willett. I like it again because I said it really breaks the narrative that we see a lot in movies. And it's funny because the script is really bad and like high schoolers don't talk like that. So you can have a good laugh and then you can then also laugh at the situation, right? I really, really enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. And I think it's refreshing to see. The cast is really, really cool. Like Natasha Leone makes an appearance. So does Megan Mullally. Like, <laughs> oh my God, uh, Megan Mullally. <laughs> Taylor Frey plays the closeted Mormon, which I think is funny because he used to be Mormon and now he's, he's married to Megan Kyle Dean Massey. What'd you say? <laughs> you said Megan Mullally and then I just like had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, that is my recommendation for this week. GBF. Nate, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram at Podcast. There we post all of our recommendations and you can DM us with any warm thoughts that you have or recommendations for topics for us to talk about on the show. Please feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys, even if it's just a warm hello. <laughs> Um, it's really reassuring to hear that you guys are enjoying the show. So please reach out. We love when you slide into our DMs. You can also follow my personal Instagram at Nate Jig, N-A-T-E-J-I-G. And you cannot follow M because her Instagram is private. Correct. Not giving into <laughs> your peer pressure. I got it. Cool. <laughs> um, if you're listening on Spotify, please follow us. So you'll always be updated when a new episode comes out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. And until next time, let's be authentic. Let's be aware. And as always, let's, let's be gay. Woo! <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Woo!